You are now listening to The Open Canvas. Open Canvas, this is Taj Alexander. I'm here with a very special guest. We've known each other for a couple years now, sort of in passing initially, but then I've just become more and more aware of the quality work that this guy has put out, whether it's events, video photography content that he's produced, also working with different artists, musicians, fashion, anything, and also jewelry, design. This guy is sort of, you know, a master of many crafts and also someone who's very intentional about his work and also making sure that he communicates a message through it. So just nothing but respect for what he's doing and what he's going to continue to do because there's just nothing but great things that are going to continue to happen for him. So without any further ado, please introduce yourself. How's it going? It's Prince today, live and direct on Open Canvas. I'm excited, man. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely, man. Thank you for being on the podcast. I feel like this is a long time coming because, I mean, I we, we have a bunch of mutual friends that actually have been on the podcast, like shout out to Souf um, and, and others that, you know, I feel like we're sort of very similar types of people in terms of like, you know, being natural at connecting with people and natural at sort of providing value, you know, in situations, whether it's work or related or just friendships, just sort of providing value in any circle that we're in. So I feel like you're someone who I feel like is very, very intentional about that, man. So first of all, man, uh, where are you from? Where are you from? I appreciate that. Um, I was born and raised in Brooklyn. My parents, both my parents are from Nigeria, you know, West Africa all the way. Um, I went to school out there as well, like I went to boarding school, literally, I've, I've just traveled all over around the world, but you know, Brooklyn is home, Brooklyn is base for me. Nice man, so where in Brooklyn exactly? Best style. <laughs> Best yeah, style, <Iverson. laughs> So growing up there, would you say that, you know, you were like just going to school, just being a good kid, or were you like involved in something creative as a kid, like what were you doing? Uh, growing up, like, I was always into, like, arts and crafts, like, just drawing and, you know, just colors and just playing with, like, just all these, like, coloring books. And then, you know, fast forward with time, uh, you know, I got into, like, playing soccer. I got into, like, sports, even basketball was like an interest of mine so you know did you have any siblings as well or just yourself? yeah i have an older sister and i have a i have two younger siblings a little sister and a little brother all right so in the middle basically yeah so second. what was that like for you then uh i'm that child first son you know i was more like the x factor mm-hmm. i was the kid that yeah super intelligent but super stubborn like super mm-hmm. like oh man this kid done got into trouble today you know everyone is like super zen and i was just like you know, I was just that one child that just something special was just gonna happen today in class or like, yeah. you know, he's just, but overall, um, it was it was cool. Like, you know, my younger ones, they looked up to me, even my older sister, I, I was kind of like the male figure to protect them, mm. you know? We went to boarding school together in Nigeria. So, you know, I just recently found out that, you know, it wasn't cause I was stubborn, it was cause she was just, you know, <laughs> She was a whole nother being herself, and they said, yeah. you know what, let's send both of them back. They sent me because I was a guy, you know, to just be there with her and stuff, so. Definitely. So what was that like for you? I mean, sort of growing up here, but then going to boarding school back home. What was that like? Uh, it was a drastic change. Like, it was it was a big change because, you know, out there is like, culture is really like, it's like, you see it like in all aspects as far as like, you know, sounds, language, uh, the way people dress, you know, the way you take care of yourself. Like, I didn't know how to wash clothes mm-hmm. by the time I got out there. And, you know, I went to a school that was supposed to be, like, you know, top-notch in that time of, like, okay, yeah, they're going to take care of you. But I had to learn how to wash my clothes. I had to learn how to boil hot water to take showers, you know, mm-hmm. like, 
things like that i had to know how to like you know watch after myself my back because you know when you're out there as much as we feel new york is a jungle out there like it teaches you a whole nother level of living like mm. how to cope how to maintain how to find your balance overall so mm. it's a big, it was a big change it was a big change how many years were you out there Truth be told, like about six. Wow, okay. Because yeah. it wasn't like six straight, because we'll come back, we'll yeah. visit, we'll go to London, we'll go, you know, Germany and just move around or whatever. Mm -hmm. But me, I, I kind of stayed out there longer than everyone else, like than my sister. My brother came on later, but I stayed longer because, you know, I was a little bit of a hothead, so. <laughs> like, your ass is going to sit here for a little bit. Yeah, 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 <laughs> learn something. <laughs> so, so, yeah, but so traveling that often as, as a young kid, yeah. like, do you think that had an impact on sort of your worldview? Yeah, 100%, 100%. It made me, it made me see, like, like, with me, I don't just see, like, I feel like I have this understanding of, like, united nations of just different people from different backgrounds or, like, learning other cultures from like, you know, people that were from like Ireland or people that was from like Germany. There was, there was a lot of kids that mm. they came from like different parts of the world that were in boarding school in Nigeria, you know, like, and even now fast forward to time, some of these people are like my friends, you yeah. know, they're in like great spaces and, you know, I can land in their country and I'll be like, yo, what's up, you know? And mm. they would just, it would just be like, yo, just all love, take care of me or whatever the case is. Definitely, man, definitely. So I think now, you know, sort of seeing what you're doing now in terms of, I don't think there's just one thing you can even just label yourself as. <laughs> like, did what was that spark for you? Like, did you just like say after school, going to school, you just, I'm just start a couple things? Or were you, what was like the first thing that you sort of took to as a passion? It was, it was more like I had a transitioning phase where, you know, in high school, I was uh, I was straight A's. I was straight A working in the school, you know, fresh off the boat, came back, had the accent, mm -hmm. you know, just super good. And then, you know, started hanging around with the wrong crowd. So, like, my my detour in that moment was when I came across, like, this vintage store in the Lower East Side. I never even been to the Lower East Side mm -hmm. ever. So Do you remember the name of the store? Yeah, it's actually ran by Brian Prostyle. Oh, of course. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. If I was to, you know, if I was to say, <laughs> this is this is a fun fact right now. If I was to say, like, okay, who put me onto this fashion or like this whole aspect of it is definitely Ryan Prosell. He's like one of the greatest vintage collectors, and literally from just being in his shop, uh, you know, I got to know him more. I went to his, you know, personal space, seeing like crazy pieces and designs like vintage Escada, you know, Keith Haring original like yeah. skateboards and like you know just stuff that was just of value and. Him just educating me overall on these pieces and you know i will buy stuff from him mm -hmm. and i was so consistent that he you know he took me under that wing of just educating me like okay this is what you're buying but this is what it is this is where it's from i started doing my own research and that just kind of bridged me into this world mm. of just being a creative like my intake was through fashion yeah definitely yeah. man wow so yeah shout out to, to brian the whole pro style family yeah. i think that that is also for a lot of people just sort of like their first introduction at least in new york city yeah. of just like you know authentic quality vintage wear you mm -hmm. know he sort of definitely put a lot of people's eyes in, in that direction so for you mm -hmm. man like did you take that experience and sort of say okay like now i'm gonna start sort of like getting involved in design or, or like where, where was your next step from there uh my next step from there was honestly um wardrobe styling okay it was definitely wardrobe styling and through wardrobe styling design came about like simultaneously where you know i started designing like accessories like keychains and then like even before the foxtail wave like mm -hmm. you know on the hips and the bags you know like i was part of those that pioneered that whole aesthetic out here you know in new york city 
Um, I had homies in Canada that was doing it as well, you know, that I sold out there, sold out here. Uh, and it was just through that, it was just through that fashion route that, you know, I became more, you know, more leaned in towards like design and, you know, just the more creative field of like, just building image or just, you know, formulating something. So it was through that. Definitely, man. So, so would you say like for yourself and even like for younger creatives who are like listening, what would be your sort of perspective? I wouldn't even say advice. I would say your perspective on sort of getting into fashion or sort of understanding what it means to be in fashion. Uh, my perspective, I think it would be actually, you know, just research, just doing the research first thing first. You know, like everyone has an interest. Everyone wants to be everything, mm. you know, in any field. So like just to be, you know, direct with fashion, I think it's just about research and researching, like, you know, whatever the field is, whether it's clothing, whether it's jewelry, whether it's, you know, accessories, whether it's footwear, like just doing a full extensive research of like the process, mm -hmm. just learning the process. And then whoever your inspiration is, study them, mm -hmm. you know, like study how they move, study how they growth was like, you know, even if it means you finding someone that's close to someone that's close to them, you know, gets you like one man close to that person that you look up to. Mm. And I feel like, you know, in this day and age and time, like we're always one man away from someone. Yeah. Like you're one man away from someone that I might be like, oh my God, <laughs> and you know, vice versa. So mm -hmm. it's just about studying and, you know, just, just dedicating time and energy towards that and eliminating everything else that can be of a distraction for you. Yeah, and that can really apply to any sort of field. You any know? field. I really feel like that, like, a huge part of that is research, and mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people may miss out on that. Um, they may just feel like, oh, I just just pop up and just start doing something, mm -hmm. and then it's going to just take off. Mm -hmm. But really, like, and I, I really hope people see in your story as well, mm -hmm. like in, in a lot of people's stories who are successful, it's like it's usually years of research, mm -hmm. years of trial and error before anything even begins to quote-unquote pop off. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and I feel like now in this sort of instant age, people just expect for it to just come naturally. And I feel like you're definitely a story of someone who's sort of like has put in the work when no one was looking mm -hmm. or when like it wasn't necessarily like in to sort of be doing certain things yeah you were sort of already laying that foundation What's you know that? would you say that's correct no that's 100 percent correct you know and the thing about me like i'm kind of like one of those like i have like an old school spirit where like you know i move just based off integrity you know right. like and integrity is like it ties to like what you believe the codes you live by you know certain things you was like you was brought up on so for me i took these steps to like you know just study learn you know shadow people and really understand the game you know for for like producing stuff so like being super creative and you know bringing things to life um it was the same process like whether it's you know looking at brands like escato like bulgari or like versace like seeing the output i just wanted to imitate some sort of storyline that I can reach there. Of course, the quality might not be as perfect as what they are, but as long as your mind is there, you're gonna reach that, you know? Cause right. not everyone have access to the best of the best or like most efficient, but you gotta find a way, mm -hmm. you know? So like for me, I found that way to like, you know, like build that foundation and even build that platform because you come to realize like no platform is ever given to you. You have to create it for yourself. Mm. Like you legit have to create a platform yourself. You can sit around and feel like you're the best writer, you're the best rapper, you can you're the best designer, like you know it all, but like what's known at all if you're not applying it? Right. You get right, what I'm saying? Right, right. So 
for me, it was just more about like just going out and just failing. Like you said, like you gotta fail, fail, fail to succeed. And we're still, you know, in this day and age and time, we're still failing to mm-hmm. like eventually, you know, reach that point of okay, we've succeeded. And it's a, also a, a good point to also think like when you put yourself in a position to sort of create a platform for yourself, there's so much more power in that. You know, I feel like now people are just waiting to be put on. You know, that's like yeah. a big thing. Put me on, put yeah. me on, put me on. Yeah. But in reality, if somebody's putting you on, like, like you could just be put off as well. Yeah. But if you create your own platform, mm-hmm. you know, that's yours. Yeah. You know, you can sort of do what you want with that. Yeah. You know, so I feel there's so much more power and integrity in sort of building something yourself because then yeah. you can sort of truly like say, you know, of course you have others around you sort of help, you know, to support and encourage you. Mm-hmm. But this is something that you can sort of create and sort of say, you know, this is ownership. Yeah. This is something you can own and actually Special like property. have for yourself, you know? So yeah. I feel like you're definitely a reflection of that, man, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if, if it's, it takes, it's a process, you know, it's still, it's still a learning process for me. Every day I'm learning, every day I'm studying, you know, with everything I'm doing, like, you know, the balance, because it's so much, you know, like for me, like you said, like, I do a lot, but I label myself as an artistic visionary. Like, you know, certain times I'm I'm thinking in like colors, I'm thinking in shapes, mm. I'm thinking in, you know, just different space so far as like, okay, how can I align this with that? How can, you know, this meet that in, in a certain medium or in a certain time? So it's all like, it's just, it's all like a learning process and, you know, finding a balance within the time and you know yeah definitely definitely and I think a a big thing is like having like the resources like you made a good point in terms of sort of not really having everything when you start out like compared to like an established brand or company or entity who's like has all the resources and network to sort of do something Mm -hmm. but I really believe like we actually end up sort of being even more innovative Mm -hmm. with the less resources we have. Yeah. Not even saying like we should have less. I'm Mm -hmm. just saying like with what we have, we're able to create more than some people who have everything at their their Mm -hmm. table, Mm -hmm. you know? So I feel like it also speaks to sort of the ingenuity and the innovation Mm -hmm. that comes from starting something yourself, man. And I think there's there's something special about it for sure. hundred percent. But it's also us, there's people like us that are like passionate and hungry. Definitely. You know, because... This, this is a topic I want to touch on because I feel like it's, it's very needed. Um, I feel like in America, like a lot of us are like accustomed to like, you know, just going, just living by or just like, just living life as it goes. Like, oh, whatever, if it happens, it happens. Mm. You know, like back then, like, you know, I'm talking about people like if, if your parents or your family are from like, you know, Africa or like some sort of like immigrant, you know, like background where it's like, they struggle, they had to, you know, bust their ass to come out here and like, you know, put the work and lay the foundation for us to be comfortable. But I feel like we also need to repeat that tradition mm. so far as like making ourselves uncomfortable to get comfortable again, which is what mm. we're doing. Mm. Whether it's applying ourselves to create some sort of platform and through this platform we're leveraging relationship. You know, everyone is so like Oh, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It gotta work. Mm. Our people made it work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For us to be here, for this to even exist, mm. like this whole talk about it medium we have right now. So, mm. you know, and there's a lot of things that's taken place to like you know conflict you know us in this day, age, and time. Like we're comfortable, but like we're overlooking the opportunities we have now. Like it's so many opportunities. Like I think about this every day. I sleep at like three, four a.m. because. These are certain thoughts that just flow through my mind and you know like I have to keep applying myself. I have to keep like pushing myself to the limit because I don't know 
if I can reach somewhere if I'm not trying to shoot that high, you know? Right, right, So that's how I just live my life. And that's just the point I wanted to fact out that, you know, we need to just remove this whole, I don't know if it's a stigma or this sort of comfort that we may have. Like, oh, yeah, let's... Nah, we have to bust our ass the way our parents bust their ass, you know, to make us live the way we're living now or even, like, for us to, like, live better, you know? Definitely, definitely. I think, like, uh, the generation and generations before us, like, they had to really impose their will on whatever situation they were in. Exactly. You know, I feel like it's a huge part. Like, there's a difference between living, like, a passive existence Mm -hmm. and living, like, an active existence. You know, imposing your will, not in a controlling way, but in a way where, you know what, if I have something that I want to accomplish, I'm going to do it. Exactly. No ifs, no buts, no No maybes. It's like, Mm -hmm. this is going to happen, and I'm going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like... You know, and I can definitely even just see from the work that you sort of put out, man, it's definitely just like an example of sort of determination. Yeah. You're doing it, that. you know, and like it's a, it's a real thing. So I really respect that, man. Appreciate that. Absolutely. So, yeah, man, I feel like you're also involved in so many other things that we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. whether, you know, starting in fashion, but mm-hmm. also like events. I feel yeah. like, you know, we mentioned like the Irie sessions. Yeah. It has become like a brand that people can sort of look to and know like, okay, I'm going to get great music also yeah. meet amazing people yeah. and have have a great time yeah. you know I feel like you really built up that brand yeah appreciate um, so yeah can you explain you know how did you even start Ivy Sessions <laughs> true story let me let me give you guys a fun fact yeah. last year <laughs> I was in Jamaica I was in Jamaica because uh, a friend of mine he's an artist Patarankin hit me and was like he wanted me to come to Jamaica spend 10 days style a music video it was going to be two music videos he had featured with some Jamaican artists so, you know, just being down in Jamaica during that period, uh, it was a director named Sesson, and he's like an iconic, you know, video director and just cinematographer overall from Africa. Yeah. And we was just talking and we was just building and he was just telling me about just different platforms he's creating to like, just like bring together his relationship because, you know, it's so crazy how important that people like video directives, they're so... Like they're so important to the culture because mm. they're in these artist spaces. They know these artists personally, you know, from how they move, how they perform on camera, and like just behind the scenes. So just getting his own insight and how he was intending to like leverage all of that relationship on this platform he was working on, mm. which isn't out. But um, I was just inspired, and I was just like, damn, that's that's kind of like me. Like I know, mm. I know cool kids that do like motion graphics and like big fields like VH1, Comedy Central, like they're doing billboards. I know cool kids that do fashion. I know people that do makeup, hair. I know all the hot chicks. Like, you know, like this is a way to just leverage like some sort of platform. So just right there and then, mind you, we had like a little session. I was just like, damn, like Irie, like like, this is a feel all right. You know, like where this is someone that who has so much credential, I just felt you know, so calm and just so relaxed, no egos, no nothing, bonding and listening. Mm. So right then and then, that's when the idea of Irie Sessions came about. Um, and, you know, I sat on it for like a few months, came back to New York. Fast forward, I had a birthday party. And just by seeing the people that came out for my birthday party, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I think this is the beginning of mm-hmm. it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, so I can pull people that will come because of the love that I give, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not even about like I don't see myself like this cool kid or this cool anything. I'm just I'm just, you know, I'm a messenger, like mm. just just to spread love. So like for me it was just like, wow, this is amazing. And then Irie came along, I did the first one. I was like, okay, 
Okay, so <laughs> this is this is this is a movie like yeah, you know yeah, yeah. taking it. I did, the first one was in the meatpacking district. You know, curated the vibes, the crazy host lineup had like Fatima B has somebody like from the streets. Are they just mixing these energies and these vibes in this one space where like they can exist, no egos, and they can just be themselves. They can dance without thinking like the next person is judging them per se. Right. Like you know what I mean? So right, right. you know, just the feel the right environment that. You know everyone can bond like how you said like just bringing these creatives into one space and like you know maybe this person needs to meet that person mm. that's the whole essence of Irie and you yeah. never know you can meet your next girl at Irie like <laughs> that's a bunch of things yeah, isn't definitely, it yeah. so, <laughs> and is that's just Irie in itself you know definitely man and, and it, I can only just speak to the, the Irie sessions that I've been to mm-hmm. And that's a fact <laughs> and yeah. you know and just also as well just sort of just that it just seems like everyone's on that same wavelength everyone's mm-hmm. just there to have a good time yeah. you know there's none of this ego shit yeah. there's none of this like oh I'm here to sort of like be seen even it's mm-hmm. no I'm just here to enjoy myself yeah. I know there's gonna be good music so I'm gonna be there to just have fun Yeah. you know and it's just great to sort of see that and experience it mm-hmm. you know I think the most recent one that I went to yeah. was on the, the rooftop of the Williamsburg Hotel yeah. that was also just an energy too man I yeah. just like speak to that I mean we're just saying like for someone who also plans events i understand what it's like doing that but like what was your experience like (laughs) honestly i'm gonna say like this when you so determined about what you want and literally before that like i literally closed that deal for williamsburg hotel like five days prior to the actual event and it was just like i was just riding around just driving going on like every rooftop i'm like how can i scale irie i need a rooftop vibe like Mm -hmm. i need this to be like super like air airy like yeah. view crazy yeah so I went in there with slippers like I cut mm-hmm. that deal in slippers and sweats mm-hmm. and you know it was like yo you got 60 seconds to pitch this to me it was like the people that you know run it and like the owner was like yo just pitch this you know I was like yo I need 30 seconds I don't even need 60 seconds and I told them <laughs> just the whole rundown of the mission and the beauty the, the beauty of Irie is that it's, it was more like the major factor, let me put it as that, was giving back, you know, because I was in Uganda earlier this year with a friend of mine named Sam Desalu. He owns a charity called Africa 56, and I saw how much he was giving back, and, like, he was giving, like, 120%, and I was just like, damn, like, you just doing all of this? Like, what inspired you to be this, you know, loving? And, you know, of course, we are loving, but there's some people that they'll put their last like he would take off his shirt to give to a stranger right and i want I, I was inspiring to be that person so for me i'm saying if i'm creating a platform to join people together i have to find a unique way to give back right. so through that like you've been to Irie, you don't even know you've been a part of that giving back process mm. you bought a drink a drink might have been 20 dollars, and a percentage of that drink just went back to like kids in uganda that don't even know who you are but you've been a part of changing someone's life whether it's making them happy whether it's making a day or making them learn something new so that was the beauty of it and yeah the Williamsburg Hotel like it was an amazing partnership and you know we did pretty great like it was amazing it was pretty blown away because you know it was one deal and I just pitched them a higher thing they're like you sure you can make this happen I'm like <laughs> let's do it let's you know it so That's right yeah, that was pretty fun. Definitely, man. And again, it's like it's, it's you sort of having the will to do it. Yeah, you just know? the will. And it wasn't just it wasn't a maybe thing. It wasn't like oh, this this might happen. This might turn out okay. 
you know, it was like, no, this is going to be great. And I know it. Yes. And then you just sort of like, through that sort of thought, yeah. you sort of were able to manifest it. Yeah. Man. So yeah. it's the power of your thoughts, man. Yeah. Literally, it is yeah. the power of your thoughts. Like, yeah. like promotion was three days prior. Yeah, like, I remember that. so crazy. <laughs> like, honestly, I think I'm kind of like a madman, like when it comes to certain things. Like, yeah. my people would know, they but like, oh yeah, a day is so last minute. Like, family, oh yeah, he's doing something like that. But for me, it's just like, it's just some sort of gravity pull I'm like mm. let's pull the trigger right now it's gonna happen but yeah. like yo it's three day prior like you sure I'm like trust me yeah. it's gonna jump <laughs> Yeah. and then RSVP start going off and of course you gotta reinforce it by just like reaching out personally on ground like I'm in different spaces inviting people talking right. to people like I think you should be here and these people are talking to other people and that's just really how it just became a community like it's, it was it's bigger than like an activation I was like it's like this big community and people are like super in love with just you know being in this space and being themselves and yeah. having fun not thinking about the next person or not looking like oh my god this is some ratchet or this is not it's mm. it's iry you know mm -hmm. what i mean like mm -hmm. you can see the head of comedy central over there you can see your favorite wardrobe stylist over there you can see your favorite artist or your favorite photographer cinematographer mm -hmm. you know what i mean i'm in there like warhol taking polaroids i have over <laughs> a thousand polaroids you know yeah so it's just that atmosphere i created for just you know for us to just come together like all creators from different fields backgrounds whether it's fashion lifestyle music tech food and just even people that mm. just ins that aspire to just be greater you know wow to just be in this community and yeah i appreciate everyone everyone that will be listening you guys are a part of that giving back process so that's the amazing part about it man well big respect man like that that's felt that's definitely felt man absolutely man and i just feel like what you're doing is just sort of like you're creating your own blueprint but i feel like it's sort of giving a lot of younger people sort of an idea of like this is possible yeah you know so i really 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 respect how you're sort of going about it man and no, like you that. said towards the beginning of the conversation apart from doing the events you know consulting for artists and like doing so many other things that you're, you're amazing at i think it all comes back to integrity yeah and the fact that that sort of is like your home base and the root of sort of what you're able to accomplish mm -hmm. um sort of just makes it so much more impactful when you do succeed at these different ventures that you have it just sort of reinforces the fact that you know what it all starts of, it all starts about like who you are as a person yeah like that's where it starts Literally. and from there like you can do anything yeah. you know you can create you can connect you can collaborate yeah. but if your integrity is there there's so many other things that start from there so man I appreciate what you're doing. I respect it, man. You as well, man. This is this is beautiful. We need we need stuff like this. We mm. need like energies and platforms to like, you know, draw us all together and mm. like just for us to like empower each other because like like I tell everyone, I've been saying this for like over a year now, like you don't need to be mainstream in order to impact people's lives. Mm. And we all need to adapt to that understanding because we feel like, oh, I need to reach a certain part of my life or accumulate some sort of like, you know, like trophy or like even mm -hmm. money before I'm able to change lives. No, you can change lives. I've seen it firsthand. Mm -hmm. I've been in Uganda with my friend Sam. I've seen this guy change lives, give people opportunity. He's not mainstream. Mm -hmm. He's just making opportunities and taking chances, you know? He's taking chances, taking risks. So like, it's just about taking risks and it's also about just applying yourself because you just never know what could happen and as much nose as you get that's positive mm. for you to knock on the door and say like oh i'm sorry we can't 
I got a feedback. Hmm. That's better than not even hearing nothing. You know what I mean? So right. I'd rather get a no than not to not try. So exactly. for me, that's how I think. I think like I would just keep shooting, shooting until like a bucket is going to hit. That's it. That's so it, man. it's the mindset. But yeah, once again, we don't need to be mainstream in order to impact people's lives. If there's any vision, any ideas that we may have or we feel like one changing one live alone hmm. to say like, oh my God, Todd, you inspired me. I don't know for you, bro. For me, that's a lot, bro. It's yeah. so it's so inspiring because you can't put a price tag to a human being. Mm. Like they, as a being, it's priceless. You can't you can't price me. We can't price each other, bro. Right. Right. What's in our mind is mm. infinity. Mm. You know. So like, for one person to say, "Oh my God, you inspired me. I've been facing this. I've been facing that." Just one. Yeah. So imagine inspiring ten. Imagine inspiring a hundred. Imagine inspiring a thousand. So like us being who we are and using our platforms. To impact these people it's, it's, it's the greatest thing ever man powerful man powerful well once again man thank you brother really appreciate it love definitely this has been taj alexander with my brother a day on the open canvas and wow yeah that was great amazing bro. appreciate <laughs> that was, you man. that was really good man to find out more about the open canvas hit up our website theopencanvas.com also stay tuned to our instagram at the open canvas and for any questions or inquiries hit up my email Taj, T-A-J, dot opencanvas at gmail.com. This has been The Open Canvas, produced by Taj Alexander. Mm-hmm.